spell nothing hey everybody this is the nudist colony my name is ross let's take it again my name is ross the nudist colony hey everybody what's your name <laughs> oh me yeah, i thought yeah, we were waiting yeah, for yeah. the audience i was like fuck we're really gonna have to pass around this cassette recorder we're three people all right <laughs> what's up everybody i'm ross's dad <laughs> i'm done uh yeah, I'm Brent. Uh, hey, welcome back to uh, episode 29 of The Nudist Colony, where today we're talking about the band Stained. Stained? No no T in Nudist Colony, no E in Stained. But there is a D, if you know what I'm saying. A couple of them. A <laughs> couple of few, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? But not Deus and Democrat. Not Hell with this band. no. Or at least not with a singer, anyway. Mm. Uh, there is a D in Dysfunction, which is the name of their album. Yes. And uh, it was released April 13th, 1999. On Flip Electro Records. Flip Electro. Yeah. Yeah. Just like uh, as if it were uh, battling Daredevil. Yeah. Flip Electra. And they got stabbed by Bullseye. Oh, my God. Are you okay? My AKA dear. A.K.A. Bernie Sanders. Oh, my God. Stabbing. Captain Stabbing. No, I, <laughs> uh, I don't know what that is. Um, She's been stabbed with one of one third <laughs> points of a side. <laughs> Oh man, mm-hmm. uh, do you remember Captain Stabbing? Nope. Okay, good. Is it? Don't is Google it. Bad? It. Well, yes. Okay, I will. I'll take your advice and not do that. Yeah. Okay. It was a disgusting misogynistic porn thing that happened back in like the two thousand. Oh no. Yeah, and I feel bad for watching it because it's just gross. Okay, we can just move on. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't Google it. Just don't Google it. That's all you got to do. Uh, so yeah, we're talking about the first um, major label release album from Stain. They had a, yeah. an album that came out before this called Torment that was uh, released in 1996, uh, self-released, just yes. like an alternative metal album. Uh, so this is the and second. truly one of the most yeah. horrific album covers I've ever seen. Oh my god, I threw up. I cannot stop throwing up. We'll talk about it. Freddie D was right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so dysfunction by Stain. Uh, dysfunction yes. spelled D Y S in the yeah. function. It was the late 90s, man. If you spelled shit normally, you were a fucking loser. Look, we didn't mention this on the Bolt Upright episode, but their album title was Red Carpet Syndrome, spelled S-I-N. So normally it would have been S-Y-N. Right. But I feel like Bolt Upright and Stained swapped letters for their album titles. (laughs) You get the Y, I'll take the I. We'll make it work, you know? Dysfunction. Let's call the whole thing off. (laughs) Please. Um, Have you ever heard this album before? Um, I don't know. Okay. Here's the thing. I'll just, just, I'll just up top with this. Mm-hmm. I've never been a fan of Stained. What? Yeah. I, I just, it, it, it is not my, it's not my, it's not my jam, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so, so if you're, if you're a big fan of Stained, you know, I get it. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to. If you're a big fan of Stained, <laughs> you I, might be a redneck. <laughs> I don't think I'll be as hard on them as I was on Godsmack. I was so uh, anticipating what your reaction would be because I, I didn't know if this yeah. was going to be another Godsmack. It's going to be close. It's going to be close because uh, <laughs> also another like conservative-led 
uh, right. new metal band. I don't know the politics of the rest of the band. I just know Aaron sure. Lewis is, is a big fan of uh, Dipshit Donnie. So, yes. And, and look, before anybody goes, oh, you just don't like them, you know, because all the people that are listening to this, uh, everybody's going to go, <laughs> oh, you just don't like them because they're conservative. No, because I gave a shining review to Devil Without a Cause. Kid Rock, yeah. Um, and he's possibly the dipshittiest of them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I give a shining review to that. It is just, it is just a weird coincidence that I that there's two of the three albums that are led by conservative frontmen that I just really truly despise. I yeah. We'll we'll get into it when we uh, get further into the album discussion. But yeah. you know, I I was worried about that as well. I was like, ah, is it just going to be like me hating them because? You know, I don't share the same politics. I I, I tried to right. go into this album with as much of an open mind, ironically, because I don't feel like Aaron Lewis would, no. uh, of listening to our show. Aaron, we, we dare listening. you, you piece of shit. But, you know, come on the show. Maybe we'll have a good time. DM me, motherfucker. <laughs> Slide up in them DMs. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, so I, I yeah. thought, uh, you know what? Who knows how this is going to go, but uh, I have I maybe did. a hunch. I did also try to get, I try to go into this with like, okay, I'm not thinking about Aaron Lewis mm -hmm. um, as a human being. I'm just going to try to judge the band on its own merits. Mm -hmm. And mm, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just, okay. I, I, I found, <clears throat> uh, I found a, a, a quote. Uh, it was a review of this album by NME mm -hmm. um, that uh, kind of succinctly put it. Um, they said that the lead singer sounded like Eddie Vedder being fisted in jail. <laughs> and I think that kind of just nails why I don't, I have never liked Stained. I've yeah. never enjoyed them. I will say listening to this album, listening to the songs that were not radio singles, mm -hmm. I enjoyed the non-radio singles more than I thought I would. Okay. Um, and, and and whenever he didn't sing, when, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> okay yeah. Now now whenever he did like his like kind of like yelling or like um um, it's just whenever he goes into that cadence there. Mm -hmm. I mean his is like one of the most extreme cases of it. like mm -hmm. Sully Erna did it bad too. Mm -hmm. Um really really leaned into the that like faux Eddie Vedder. Um and for the record, I like Eddie Vedder. I, I, I like a lot of Pearl Jam stuff. Um maybe it's nostalgia, but I do feel like Eddie Vedder um does have like an incredible voice. Yeah. I've heard people say Aaron Lewis has an incredible voice. I just don't hear it. I I, I he can hit the notes, but his cadence is so fucking just I just annoying. I don't like it. What do you yeah. think what do you think about his voice? Uh, well, this is going to be one of my questions to you. Um, so I was listening to this album, and I agree with you. I think his like screamed vocals are pretty fucking good. It sounds like maybe yeah. he's, he's uh, doing those portions into a handheld mic, kind of like uh, Chino Marino does. Yeah, Deftones, because right. it sounds kind of like muffled or whatever. You yeah, know? has a cool quality to it. I do think like some of the the like actual sung melodies he does is okay, but then there are some of them where I'm just like, wow. I didn't want to take a second attempt at this or try to sweeten up a certain note. Now, there is one track that I want to play from their... It was a demo track on their their uh, self-titled debut album. Okay. Um, it's just to compare and contrast what uh, it used to sound like versus what it sounds like sure. now that it's been re-recorded for this this album. Yeah. Um, 
Because I do think that's interesting how like a producer can maybe play a part or maybe the band just like sure. changed their mind on like, oh, maybe if I sung it like this or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, all that to say, uh, I, I we mentioned this on the, the previous album review episode that this was just a nine track album. Now that it's on digital, it shows as 10 tracks because, you know, the 10th track used to be it's like a hidden track, a hidden track. Right. right. Yeah. Um, so there's something about it psychologically. When I pulled it up in Apple Music and I saw a tenth track, I was like, "God damn it!" Like even though it's like sub 50 minutes, this whole album. Yeah. I was just like, I just wanted a single digit, <laughs> like, ending number. Yeah. But that wasn't the case, Didn't and um, we'll, we'll we'll play it. Yeah, we'll play that, we'll and uh, I got a little little bonus thing okay. in there for us as well. Um, but let's so. I also want to address uh, another thing because it's driving me nuts. Okay. Uh, we're recording this on July 3rd. Yeah. So, audience, if you're hearing like little um, sounds in the background, there are people like firing off fireworks right now as we're recording yes, this. everywhere. Uh, of course, yeah. It's been like this uh, for the past few days. Yeah. Because uh, here in the United States, we're international listeners. It's Independence Day, so we uh, like to uh, Whoa. drop some hot explosions uh, I'm, I'm seeing some hot explosions yeah, out there right there now. Go. God damn. Hell yeah. Patriotic as fuck. Hell yeah, dude. Good thing we're doing the Stained album. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's the right time for it. You can't spell USA without Stained. Don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so if you hear any noises uh, in the background, that's uh, just a bunch of fireworks going off uh, throughout my neighborhood. And or it guns. Just... It could be guns. People shoot a lot of guns. It's all the same. The you know, too. hey, man, you do it right. Hey. But hey, 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 you, hey, d- hey, man, hey, you, hey, hey, <laughs> man, hey, man, you put some buckshot in, uh, in some fireworks, and you put some uh, gunpowder. It's a, um, it's hey, man, hey, you know, you know what it is. You know how we do. Uh, let's talk about the band Stained. We've already mentioned Aaron Lewis, who is uh, lead vocals and acoustic guitar on the last track, Excess Baggage, which is the the hidden track. Yeah, and uh, Mike Mushak, uh, Mushak. Uh, M- Mushuk, uh, uh, guitars and backing vocals. Johnny, old school April on bass and backing vocals, and John oh. Waisaki on drums and backing vocals. So a lot of vocal uh, stuff going on here. Yeah. Uh, to uh, what success that may be uh, mm-hmm. is going to vary moment to moment on this album. I yeah. I noticed. Uh, album knows. Let's see here. Um, again, this is the the second album overall. Uh, first one was self released, so this is their first major label debut. Yeah. Uh, first one came out in 1996, so it was like a couple of years after new metal started. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I, I didn't listen to that album because, you know, who has time? Sure. Uh, we're focusing on this one. Yes. And that's enough for me. But uh, I, I definitely hear a new metal influence on this. There's like sure yeah. some uh, definite new metal guitar on oh, this yeah. that we'll get it to. Uh, this album was recorded at Studio Litho in Seattle, Washington, produced by Terry Date and Stain, executive produced by Jordan Schur, co-produced Fred Durst. Hallowed be his name. <laughs> um, I was looking at Terry Date's uh, information as a producer. Um, primarily specialized in uh, rock genres, especially heavy metal. Well known for his work with, uh, you know, Metal Church, Dream Theater, Dark Angel, yada, yada. Uh, the ones that stood out to me for us and like what we grew up with, Soundgarden, Pantera, White Zombie, Deftones, Slipknot, and Limp Biscuit. I mean, 
That's a hell of a run right there. Hell of a run, but also surprising because I don't know if there was like something with mastering process. Like this album sounds definitely grungy. Like yes. j- it's like just on the sonically. Yeah. Uh, just on the this side of adrenaline. Don't hate me. But no, no, we, no, no. we've talked about the the. You said sonically. Guitars. I was waiting for a knucklesly, but <laughs> tailsly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was I was surprised that Terry Date had a hand in that. I I've heard Terry Date mixes of like Slipknot songs and whatnot before, um, and they sound like way polished. Whereas yeah. this album sounds very rough to me. Yeah, that's what my dog told me. <laughs> God. <laughs> He's on one tonight, boys. Uh, let's talk about uh, support and tour information. Electra, the record label, sent out 20,000 stained cassettes to Limp Biscuit fan club members yeah. just to try to get them on board. I know Fred Durst was a big proponent of the band after a point. After um, a point, yes. And then also stained open for Limp Biscuit uh, for some live shows and then joined the Family Values Tour in mm-hmm. 1999. And that's where we get the uh, live recording of Outside. That would eventually go on to be re-recorded for their subsequent album. Uh, but that version featured uh, Fred Durst on vocals. Mm. And uh, that's the first time I ever heard mm. the uh, city name, Biloxi! Yeah. I was like, what does that mean? I never heard of that before. Yeah, I had to look it up. And it was hard to do back in the day. I remember that was a big deal. I had to like, dial up internet. They played that on the, they played it on the radio, that, that version the live yeah. version of them singing outside. That was the the better version between the two, I would say. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and I was, you know, not really big on either version, but hey, sure, you yeah, know, me neither. Whatever. Um, and then uh, sales for the album uh, eventually went on to be two times platinum in the United States, meaning yeah. that it sold two million albums. Took a, took in the US. several years. It's like four years or something to hit that, didn't it? Yeah, I think it was uh, off of the back of Outside, right? And the, the their uh, follow up album being uh successful that it kind of reflected back on this one eventually uh yeah getting yeah, more, yeah. Most, more sales but uh i used to like a family member bought the uh the second stained album for me this not one not, not this one but uh, the next uh one after this. yeah whatever okay. that one would be right, right. uh and i was like oh i don't i don't like any of the radio singles but i feel bad if i don't listen to it mm-hmm. so i like threw it in my cd player i like skimmed through it like once and I was like, I don't like any of this yet. Yeah. None of it was for me. So I've, I've not, you know, it's, the reason I like new metal is because it's fun or at least it mm-hmm. can be fun. Mm-hmm. Like it, not every song has to be like goofy or like, you know, silly or whatever. Um, but like it, it, it was doing something like it just felt fun and energetic and like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, th- I think one of the bigger things with, with new metal is even if it's like, Raw, even if there's not like rap vocals it'll still have like a hip-hop beat like yeah. um uh, like the drum beat or like it'll have like a hip-hop rhythm to it so it's a little bit more upbeat a little bit more like um like energetic a little bit more like kinetic like it kind of moves yeah um and uh you know it's, you know, a lot of the lyrics were were more um again not not goofy or silly but like you know kind of kind of like upbeat and like 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 you know there was there was there was something there but like listening to this and like reading the lyrics i'm like oh my god this is like i am depressed reading this and like not in like a not in like an interesting way where like you hear um like 
I'm a big fan of like Mark Lanigan, um, who who does a lot. Uh, R.I.P. Um, had had a really really great uh, like solo career. Uh, he was a singer for Screaming Trees. He also mm-hmm. did a lot of stuff with Queens of the Stone Age. Um, but he had a really long solo career, and I love his solo music. And his stuff can be kind of dark, you know, because he he did struggle with drug, like substance abuse and like depression and stuff. But like there was like he would paint these like beautiful pictures like about depression um and and like listening to them they would almost they would be about depression but they would be almost uplifting in a way um okay. or sort of like overcoming depression or like battling depression this feels like wallowing in depression that's what i don't like or in some cases it feels like someone who is depressed and doesn't know how to like articulate it and it's just like I'm just going to write sad things that like happen to me. And it's like, mm-hmm. there's no real artistic, like, um, like lyricism behind it. It, it. It's just like fucking miserable. Like if you r- listen to the lyrics and read along with it, it's fucking goddamn man. Like, I don't want to listen to this. This bums me out. And it's not, it, again, not every song has to be fun, but at least it has to be presented in a way that is like entertaining and not just a fucking like depressing slog. It's like the difference between watching a movie, like a, a, a drama movie where like horrible things happen, but there's like a narrative about like overcoming it or dealing with it or struggling with it in an interesting way versus just like scenes of like, uh, you know, like mothers having stillbirths, you know, like, <laughs> that's what this album feels like. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's like the depression doesn't feel artistic. It feels like just a vignette of depressing shit as opposed to like putting an artistic bent to it. And I, I feel like that's the best way I can articulate my feeling. Listening to this is just, I I'm dude, I'm straight up not having a good time listening to this. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a slog. Uh, if Guile from Street Fighter had to give this album a genre, he would call it Sonic Gloom. Sonic Gloom! We did it. <laughs> Wait, I don't listen to the album now. That was better than... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I do have to shit all over myself. Um, so I, I googled Dysfunction with a Y, just trying to get to the stained album information. Yeah. And it pulled up a bunch of like things regarding dysfunction spelled with a Y. I was like, wait, what? And I looked at it and I clicked on this thing. It said, is it dysfunction with a Y or dysfunction with an I? It says the correct spelling is D-Y-S function. Oh. So I'm a stupid. Oh. I had no idea. Um, I'm a stupid. I'm a stupid. Have you met me? Hi. <laughs> um, but I was trying to find the, the singles because when I was reading the Wikipedia article on this, uh, you can't lie on Wikipedia, no. uh, reliable source, it says uh, under promotion and touring, actually is. Stained released three singles for the album, Just Go, Suffocate, Mud Shovel, and Home. Classic three, but with four things listed here. <laughs> but it looks like Just Go and Suffocate was one single. Oh, uh, huh. okay. It's like two tracks on that like CD single or whatever. Oh, the much of it was its own right. at home. Uh, very confusing bit of information when yes. I was doing research on this. But hey, <laughs> hey, oh, there we go, there we go, <laughs> there we go, here we go. Um, okay. and then uh, let's talk about the uh, album cover real quick before we get into the music. Mm. Um, it's another grayscale cover of a man yeah. screaming. Uh, kind of like the, or not, I guess not screaming, just a, or, just a cover of a man. It's a clown, isn't it? Yeah, but it's like specifically that. 
and it's it's right off us talking about the Static X album. So it's like, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's like, well, we got to go gray for it, of course. Yeah. Got to be a guy doing something. I don't know. Looks like a playing card, kind of. It's like a. I, again, I'm not scared of clowns. I'm just annoyed by clowns. <laughs> um, I just am annoyed by them. I guess my question that we're all thinking in our heads, but I'm going to be the brave person to ask it out loud is this man a juggalo? Is he a juggalo? Is this band a juggalo band? Uh, whoop whoop. Could this be twisted? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's uh, fucking. <laughs> it, I just I, I'm like immediately annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I, I I the only album with a clown on it that I like is uh Mr. Bungle. Um, what is the name of that album? Uh, the Mr. Bungle album with a clown on the cover. That's the only one I like. Anyways, who cares? What about uh, the first Slipknot album? Oh, yeah. Classic clown on the front. There we go. There I we like go. that one, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Although, yeah. that's one clown that doesn't annoy me. <laughs> They're just annoying. They're just, like, in your face trying to make you laugh, and you're like, you're not fucking funny, dude. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like... 17th century France, I would have been doubled over shitting myself laughing, but like, brother, we got John Mulaney. <laughs> it's all a clown I need, brother. Hey, uh, and I was doing a bunch of cocaine. <laughs> That's good. Never tried that before. Oh, you nailed uh, it first not time. Not bad. Uh, so I do like John Mulaney a lot I do though. too yeah I think uh, it's fucking funny uh, when I first heard about the shit he was going through I was like oh no happened to one of the good ones I know you know but uh, sounds like he was really going through some shit did it you see that, that stand up special oh fucking the newest one? fucking amazing I, I just happened to come across it on Netflix like the weekend it came ABJ? out I was like what I didn't know this was available yet. Oh. And it was like, uh, it just came out like the day before or whatever. I just yeah. watched it immediately. I signed up for Netflix. I don't. I didn't have Netflix. <laughs> really? I signed up for Netflix to watch that. Just to watch it? Yeah. I mean, it and, was worth and, it. And for, because uh, I knew, um, uh, 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 I think You Should Leave was, was, third season was coming up. So Always a surprise for me. I have no idea whenever I Think You Should Leave is going to hit. It's just like oh, a, really? <laughs> a, a fucking uh, lion in the Serengeti. It's just like oh. ready to pounce. Yeah. Got my ass. You oh, know. Oh, so, so good. good. Uh, back to Stained. Do we? Do we yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, 44 yeah. minutes, uh, about 44 minutes for the total yeah. album length. Um, I couldn't find if that was like including the hidden track. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. No. Uh, Anyone can see. Yeah. Uh, it's all really just matters. like a, just Nothing a, really matters to me. Just a haunting void. We're um, all... Swiftly cascading toward, and um, you're really capturing the vibe of this album. <laughs> There's yeah. one song in particular, and I'm like, the lyrics. I'm like, shut the fuck <laughs> up! Shut up! Take Prozac! Shut up! You know, yeah, Vanilla Ice recommends it. Um, I was <laughs> looking through the uh, the lyrics today. Believe it or not, uh, I'm not a lyric guy at all. Yeah, but I would just like, I had some time, and I was like. Oh, let me see what some of this shit is about. Like, why is it called Mud Shuffle or whatever? Turns out, just like a, just a filler title. It doesn't really no, <laughs> mean no. anything as it pertains to the song. But a lot of the lyrics, uh, to my shock, utter shock, kind of whiny baby stuff, you know? Um, really whiny. Yeah. Like, uh, 
I know people love this album, but I'm sorry. I just can't with this. I can't with this. It's, it was such a slog to listen to. I usually like, even if I don't like the album, like mm-hmm. when I'm driving over here, I listen to it because I can really like, turn it up in my car mm-hmm. and like, you know, like I like, I like feel the vibrations. Yeah. Vibrations. Yeah. Yeah. Feel the vibrations. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I was just like in my car and I'm like pulling, like I'm looking at my phone, I'm, like about to pull out of the driveway and I'm like, well, I should put this on. But also, I've listened to King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard's new album like 20 times. I'm going to listen to that one again. <laughs> and I just listened to that one the whole way here. And I was like, I'm having a much better time. Look, when uh, this, is, this isn't an album about dinosaurs in the post-apocalypse. <laughs> this fucking rules. This isn't like whiny shit like, I miss my dad. Yeah. My sister called me today. Yeah. I was sad. My <laughs> round dad was sad. Yeah. <sighs> Look, when you host an album review podcast yeah. and you're forced uh, by yourself at gunpoint, you know, uh, to listen to every track on it, sometimes yeah. multiple times through, mm-hmm. sometimes it's a joy to do that. Sometimes yeah, it, yeah. you come across I, it like that System of a Down album. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's a fucking tuba on that shit. It fucking ruled. I think about it every day. <laughs> <laughs> but when I got to this one, I, I probably have listened to this album all the way through maybe three times. Yeah. Uh, third time today. And uh, it's 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 not really fun to listen to. It is not. Um, There's some heavier parts where I was like, kind of like, all yeah. right. And then like his voice would kick in. I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. There's some weird like structure things with this yeah um you know what we should just get Let's, into well, it okay there's like one one story that we, we kind of we kind of touched oh, on yes, a little yeah, bit yeah. earlier i just wanted to because it was really funny yeah, yeah, yeah uh but their first album cover which i looked at did not seem that disturbing or anything i didn't really oh wha- I, I, yeah uh seemed pretty tame it was like a barbie head with like a crucifix and maybe like some fake blood on it. Like, you know, yeah there's like a uh lower part of someone's face in a wall or whatever yeah. like i, I feel uh, like i've seen really... like much scarier slayer album covers yeah and mm. so so apparently uh, like they were going to open up for limp biscuit and fred was like i like they're not playing this show their album cover is satanic mm-hmm. and i don't want them playing this show and they were like no it's not satanic it's like i guess they like explained it to him and like he eventually was like okay and then i guess like, he got, like got into the band well he he watched them play I guess okay, they like okay, yeah, the, like the audition thing, or they like played for him or whatever, and got yeah. the okay, and and he, and, he, and then he dug it, yeah, which I think it. is funny now because um, like Wes, like I feel like Wes has had some like straight up like upside down crosses and like straight up dressed like a demon on stage, mm-hmm. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah, you're right, yeah, he yeah. was like. I'm like Wes. Just his like presence is more disturbing than this uh, album cover. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. Like blacked out contacts, looking like a devil monkey on stage. Yeah. Um, but but I think mm-hmm. I think Fred, especially like when you get to like the unquestionable truth, mm-hmm. um, he's like really critical of religion on that album. Yeah, I feel like uh, I think he turned. I think he turned around big time. Yeah, I heard an interview with him recently. I think it's that one with Bill Maher on his podcast. Oh, Club yeah, Random. This so, so, guy is so random, guys. Yeah, I can't stand Bill Maher. Oh boy, that yeah, was that was rough. But yeah, um, yeah, he he made it seem like yeah he used to be in religion or into religion, but now he's just like yeah he put that's in the past. I, I do remember that there was a story about he um I guess when his dad left or something is he and his mom were like 
basically homeless and the church like took them in and like let them live in the church and stuff. So I think like early on that was like, uh, you know, I, I can, I can kind of see it, you know, where you like, yeah, you would be probably a little bit more inclined uh, to be into religion or at least accepting of religion. If that happened to you and they took you in and like actually did good for you. Like mm-hmm. I, I get that, you know, um, but I, I, you know, obviously I think he's, he's really come around and, uh, look gotten on the right side of the law. Uh, I'm an atheist. Uh, I don't care for a religion, but you know, whatever people want to get into, uh, as long as it's not interfering with, uh, the way anyone else is living their life. Well, totally, I got bad news for you. <laughs> totally fine. Like, <laughs> Seems look, to be most religious. <laughs> look, two of my favorite characters of all time are religious, you know, uh, daredevil, nightcrawler, both Catholic, you know, um, Oh, yeah, you know, men of, Catholics men of the are—they're not really. Like, <laughs> I grew up like uh, my my dad's side of the family is is very much German Catholic. Um, my, it seems... my, my grandparents were from Germany. Yeah. Um, I ever told you my, my my uh my grand uh grandmother, um or no way I'm sorry, no grandmother, yeah, great grandmother. I'm great grandmother. Jesus Christ, great grandmother. Um. She was uh she was in Germany whenever the Nazis were rising to power. When she was 16 years old, she didn't know English. She stowed away on a boat mm-hmm. and came to America to try and to track them down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's a Nazi hunter in America. <laughs> um, no, she 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 stowed away on a on a ship on a cargo ship. Came to America and. Um, had some like distant relatives in Kansas because Kansas had a really big German population because they were all farmers in Germany and, uh, and had gone to Kansas. Um, and, uh, uh, like they, they, like there's like a city, a a town up there. A lot of them still speak German. Um, and I remember my great grandmother like speaking German and like my grandmother spoke German, uh, but she was born in America. But, um, yeah, like, like, like I can't imagine a 16 year old girl, Stowing away on a ship, going across an ocean to another country where she doesn't know the language, and then finding her. I mean, she had to have traveled hundreds and hundreds of miles to get to Kansas, mm-hmm. and to just to be with like distant relatives, like because she hated the Nazis so much. Um, so, hats off to her. Yeah. Uh, she, I, I met her. She, she was you know really fucking old. And I was really young, so I don't really remember her, but. Yeah. Uh, I remember a lot of my my relatives up there like still speaking German and stuff. But uh, the the Catholics are like they're a little bit more uh, they're a little more chill about stuff because you can like you can kind of do anything you want and then just ask for forgiveness later and like that's part of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the that's it, the thing. <laughs> it seems very performative. Uh, a yeah. lot of like, have you ever been to a Catholic wedding? Oh, I've been to many Catholic mass, many Catholic weddings. Oh yes. boy, that's They're uh, long and annoying. <laughs> yeah, a lot of standing and sitting, and it's like holy oh, shit. La, 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 mm-hmm. oh. It was all like four hours of that. I lean over to my wife. Wasn't there like more children here at the beginning of the service? <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> they throw them down the hole at the beginning of the service. Everybody's got to throw one down there. Yeah. That's why Catholic families have like thirty kids. My dad has like no shit, like thirty cousins. Holy shit! Yeah, crazy. Our family reunions are like massive up there. Yeah, they have like this farmland that they got way back in the day, and it's like, I mean, it, it, it's like hundreds of. Well, I mean, hundreds of miles, but like um, hundreds of like acres mm-hmm. uh, worth of like farmland, and it's really cool going up there um, because we have like our old family house. It's been 
in, in the family for like multiple generations and like multiple generations have lived there and it's like a they've like built onto it and you know they did all you know it was like they're really self-sufficient so they did all, everything themselves built built their own barns and uh they're you know they're, they're, but they're they're like laid back like like our family reunions when i go up there are like uh, they literally have those like troughs that they like, you know, for cattle, those big like metal troughs, um, uh, like gigantic ones. And they fill them up with ice and just stuff them with beer. And I like our family reunions, are, like you get there, you start drinking as soon as you get there and you do not stop drinking until you leave. <laughs> like it is full-blown alcoholics all driving like pickup trucks and cadillacs like <laughs> man, they, hey, man you know who showed up trough lick tie <laughs> but here's here's the interesting thing about um catholics is is they, they tend to be a lot more uh liberal than like like protestants mm. uh protestants are like the the evangelical uh vein you know uh, they're like the baptists they're the crazy like like intense ones that are like you know scary and super conservative i mean the catholics you know obviously are are like con conservative leaning but um uh they, they they typically voted democrat um uh, it was like jfk was a was a catholic and he was a democrat and so like uh, a ton of ca a ton of catholics were like uh were, were democrat um early on so um out of all of that, one point, the whole point is to say I, this has gone way out of hand. Uh, Catholics are, are are like pretty decent for like religious people. Like they're not they're not too, excluding you know the, the priests and such. Yeah, I mean <laughs> Nightcrawler's cool, but you know, well, yeah, the rest of them can go fuck. Yeah, and they can do whatever they want. They just mm -hmm. uh, got to go like admit to it to a priest and then go do whatever they want to again. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Anyways, they, they go inside one of those confessionals. They confess like all their deep dark sins. The little like door slides open as Peter Griffin's like, You think that's bad? <laughs> Quagmire's down here sucking on my balls. <laughs> Chicken shows up, punches him right in the fucking face. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get into the uh, the album talk here. So, yes, um, okay. Like I said, about 44 minutes long for the uh, the whole album. Uh, I'm sure we will stretch that to, <laughs> to, uh, uh, psychotic levels on this episode. Like I yeah. said, I've got a, a couple of extra things I want to throw in here, but okay. yeah. uh, we'll start with the first track, track one, Suffocate. Suffocation. What if it's going to be sad? <laughs> like, there's stuff like this when it gets into this. I'm like, cool. Like, I can, uh, I can, I can, I can jam to this. This is like up tempo. It's, and then, and then we get this. I like the bass tone on this, though. Yes. Yeah. Is that, like, growl to it, you know? The bass player's pretty pretty, pretty good, actually. I was going to ask you about that, because, yeah. like, what do I fucking know? I thought the one on uh, Godsmack's album was good. But sometimes I'm just like, I hear the bass! <laughs> it must be good. I can hear it. Yeah. No, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I did watch a... Uh, there was, like, a... It was on YouTube. It was, like, a... I guess a tour video of, uh, I guess around the time this album released and they were going on family values, the family values tour. And there was like some videos of like them, like going bowling and like Wes was there like bowling with them. Like, oh hey. yeah. But like, honestly, like, like when you watch a lot of like bands, like tour videos, you know, like Incubus had one, like 311, I think had one. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. uh, it's like it's like fun to watch because they're like fun and like 
you know, a lot of times they have like good, like cool personalities, or at least like some people are like, you know, like Limp Biscuit. You know, you would have like Wes and Fred like playing off yeah. each other, and like and Lethal was funny too. Yeah. Um, and, and and you know, like it was it's fun to watch. This video, man, they just seem like kind of like boring like wow yeah like i'm not saying anything bad about them but i'm like man this is one of the most boring like tour videos i've ever seen this is just kind of i, I turned it that, off after know? like 20 minutes i'm like yeah. i remember seeing a uh, performance of stained playing some mtv something it was like video music awards or maybe like the movie version of that and they were playing some like slower song but the guitarist, like, he was always, like, he moved a lot, almost too much for, like, a slow song or whatever. But his, yeah. like, whole torso would, like, touch his kneecaps. He would, like, go down that far with his guitar and stuff. Oh, yeah. But Aaron Lewis, he was always just, like, standing in one spot. He had his arm. His, his one arm is holding the mic, so it's up to his face, of course. Yeah. But the other arm is, like, pulled up to his chest. And it's like, how do you, how would he even bowl? He's got no arms available. He's always yeah. like T-Rexing it, you know? Yeah. And he's, he's like always like kneeling down, like right in front of like the edge of the stage and just like, like, oh man, it's just so, it's not good stage presence, man. <laughs> um, well, but like, you know, like, yeah. like not bad. good tone. Yeah, the production's good. Mm-hmm. Mix is good. It really just, I think, largely comes down to his singing. Like, as soon as his voice comes in, it is just so, like, I don't enjoy him as a singer at all. What do you think about Suffocate as an album opener? It's fine. Yeah, that's kind of where I was at with a lot of this album. It just, this whole album seems out of sequence to me. Like, yeah. I don't know... Maybe we'll we'll uh, notice it when we, you know, go through the rest of the tracks. But starting with that song, it doesn't really have like a, a cool like intro to it or anything. No. It's just like I don't know. It seems like a, a track six or something. Yeah. Or something. You know, like I don't know. Nothing. It doesn't. It doesn't really. Ju- it doesn't stand out at all. No. And your first track should stand out mm-hmm. for sure. I think the gold standard. You know, are you? I mean that's just goddamn like the song that opened a genre. Truly, fucking here on this 498 part series. Truly, we will discover. Are you ready? (laughs) We will ask a question. (laughs) Are you ready? By the end, we will not have an answer. (laughs) All right, here we go. Just go. Track two. I actually think this could be an okay album opener, like for the guitar coming out like this. Yeah. This is one of my one of the better songs. One of the better songs. Yeah, I, I don't like love it, love it, but like at least it's like kind of got some. It's kind of memorable. Yeah, this was uh, the first single off this album. Yeah, uh, I remember them playing this on the radio. I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. It's like slower yeah. than a lot of the stuff I was into at the that point, but. Like, his voice isn't nasally, but it's like, it wants to be. Like, you know, it's like, if it were just a little... Eddie better getting fisted in prison, my friend. <laughs> the fucked up places. 
and, and like, yeah, you read the lyrics. They're just, it's so fucking plotting. Yeah. Like. Yeah, a lot of his choruses are, yeah, very, it, it kind of slows down the, it's not like this is a super fast song anyway, you know, it's like mid-tempo. Yeah. But the melody is just very slow, and I wish the song would just go. <laughs> yeah. And it, I think it, it suffers that problem that I, I think uh, some like metal does, where it's like, if everything is played at the fastest tempo and as loud as you possibly can, the album is just, like, it doesn't feel as heavy. Like, you have yeah. to have, like, a dynamic where you either, like, bring it down and, and like, build it back up yeah. so that those, it feels more impactful for whenever you do hit those. And it's, like, for, for his... Like the 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 content of the songs are all pretty much the same, so yeah. it like nothing really stands out as like wow that's like that's like deep or sad or impactful. Up, yeah. It's all just like fucking sad and poor me, like whiny. Yeah, and they did that on the Corn albums as well, but they also peppered in some like fun shit in yeah, there. You know, exactly. Like, yeah. like you you can do that, but yeah, like have a song that's like <laughs> where you scat or play. Or yeah. sing shoots and ladder like like that way. Whenever you do hit get hit with daddy, it's like wow, that's yeah. this is fucking what a party heavy. song. Yeah, but if the whole album was daddy, you'd be like, I can't listen to yeah, this. Yeah, that would be like, yeah, it would, that would be, be a nightmare. Yeah, but like nothing on this album reaches the level of daddy just because it's all kind of hovering exactly. at that same exactly poor me thing, which is so funny to me because a lot of conservatives complain about our side being like whiny babies and snowflakes and stuff but this is the most emo like titty baby shit yeah i've i've heard in quite Truly. some time you know and then like, you have like kid rock doing like his new stuff that's like everybody's a snowflake my brother in christ you wrote a song about being true <laughs> you have an entire song about being triggered by what other people are doing yeah like, do you not see the fucking irony in what you're doing oh clearly not remember when he murdered all that beer <laughs> can you believe all these lgbtq people that are having signs and yelling they're such snowflakes. I'm going to take a gun and shoot beer. <laughs> like, dude, do, you, do you not have any sense of what you no, look like? No. no? I, I feel like there's a, a wild sense of uh, being unaware Truly. that they, they run into, you know? Yes. Like, you know, everybody has some of that, but like, I feel like that side has a lot of it, you know? Yeah. But anyways, yeah. yeah. So, uh, just, 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 just go, go, go. All these <laughs> fucking lies, lies, lies. All your fucking lies. Such a cancer on the face of everything that's beautiful. I wish that this would just go. Like, god damn. I do like this part, though. Like his vocals here. Like, yeah. he, he's really good at this. Yeah. And it sounds like, like I said, muffled. Like he's holding the, the microphone, cupping it, you know? Um, yeah, this sounds good. Yeah. There are elements where I'm like, I, I kind of perk up a little bit, but then he, he starts singing and it just brings it all <laughs> crashing down. down. Uh, we'll let it just uh, roll through. You got anything to say about that one? Nah, we can just go. All right, just go. Track three. Me. Yeah. I uh, My note for this song was, wow, we're already on track three and we've already hit album filler. 
Like there's only at the time of this album's release, it was only nine tracks. And by track three, we've hit filler. Like they didn't have enough to get through like the first half of the album yeah. bangers, but uh yeah. We're already here we are, you know? But uh Again, this is one of those songs where it just sounds like whining. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like a, a local band oh, somehow no. like snuck through this a major label debut, you know? For sure. Uh, let me let me just read some of the lyrics here. I hear you talk about your family life. I wish I knew just what that means. I guess my mother never loved my dad, and now I wear it on my sleeve. My sister called me the other day. It felt so good to hear her voice. My problem is I don't have much to say. Mm-hmm. My God, dude! <laughs> just, like, that's not—it's not even like a, an artistic way to present that idea, you know? Yeah. Like, it's so like like with art, especially with like like poetry, you're not supposed to just like come out and say everything. Like, you're supposed to like couch it in metaphor or. Um, y- you know, tell a story that uh, uses like allegories or something. But no, he's just like, I guess my mom didn't love my dad. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm looking up their their debut album that they self released, right? The album Tormented. That album has eleven tracks on it, uh, including it looks like three different hidden tracks. On it? Yeah, I don't I don't know what that so the ending of that is. They got so many why'd they have so many tracks on that one? And they only had nine on this one, plus, you know, a hidden track. But to be fair, I don't necessarily want more of having to listen through this album, you know? Okay. Here. And look, I, I maybe I'm being like overly harsh on this. There are like parts of this album that I, I do like, we're just not there yet, you know? My mother's always tried to change herself. She never learned to let things be. She doesn't know how bad she messed me up, because now she seems so fake to me. But I love her. Look at me. I'm so pathetic. I can't believe I'm just an addict. Like, that doesn't even... <laughs> like, that, like, that doesn't even... Those are just, like, diary notes. <laughs> like, it's not even, like, lyrics. It very much sounds like lyrics that someone would write in, like, high school, you know? Yes! Yeah. I cannot believe that this, like, and I know this album resonates with people, and I'm sure these, like, like, obviously there's, like, lots of people who go through stuff like this, and, sure. and, like, I'm not trying to denigrate that or, like, say that those people's feelings aren't valid. 100% they are. Like, everybody goes, you know, through some level, some level of trauma. Some people go through intense levels of trauma, but... But there's a way to channel that trauma into art, you know, like um, you'll see somebody who's had like, you know, severe trauma and they'll paint something. Well, they don't just like they don't paint like a graphic depiction of like the time that they were like molested at the age of like six. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, like a literal it'll be like a girl standing in a field looking at a sunset or something. And it's a very oversimplistic thing. But it's like this represents the way I feel about that or me overcoming that or, you know, like. I want to destroy the sun. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh yeah, Chino, he, he does. <laughs> right, he yeah. To, he yeah. to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Just eat it. <laughs> it's so mean. He's I'm a sun eater. I, I love Chino to death. Yeah. I love Chino to death. Uh-huh. But man, a lot of people make fun of his weight. Yeah. His, he, he's uh, actually lost a lot of weight recently. Has he? Well, yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. He's looking 
And look, that's not to body shame, but no, you know, like no. there's a, a an extent where people are like unhealthy. He, he was he was near, especially with as like hard as he goes on stage. I'm like, where he's gonna have a heart attack? I get so concerned about the Doughboys. Like it's a <laughs> it's an audio <laughs> podcast. Uh, they have a video component. I don't ever really watch that for the most part. But like, you know, I do find myself getting concerned about their weight. Where I'm like, guys, eat a fucking salad. Just like have. Yeah. One head of lettuce. Just, you, like, just I, do that. I, I'll have like one or two fast meal, food meals a week. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. But I eat healthy the rest of the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the latest Doughboys, the live one where uh, Mitch comes out to the, do the Austin Powers theme song. Oh, yeah. He's like, he literally does it for eight seconds and then it's out of breath. <laughs> yeah. He's like, can't catch his breath. <laughs> you, you have you seen the video of him dancing? No, it's huh? literally just like he's like, <laughs> just for like eight seconds, like moving his arms, and he sits down. He's like, <gasps> <gasps> dude, you're gonna die. Oh no, that would be uh, that would be a, a huge bummer, you know. Because I just love them so much. They they provided so much entertainment for me, but like, truly, how and I want the show to go on forever because it's fucking Same. great. Yeah. But like, is that sustainable? Mitch is gonna die. I think even if they stop doing Doughboys, it's not like he's going to lose weight if yeah, they stop no, doing Doughboys. No. This is Inside Baseball here. Yep. Uh, if you don't listen to Doughboys, that's a fun podcast to listen to. <laughs> um, this next song is raw. Wait, oh, wait. Whoop, whoop, no. before, before you start it, I want uh, you and the listeners to pay, pay extra close attention for the dinosaur screech at the beginning of the song. Ooh, All right, hit it. Okay, dinosaur screech. I'm in. There you go. <laughs> okay, this, this, this is another one where it starts out. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool, cool, cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm digging this. Yeah, it has some energy to it, you know. Yeah, sure. Maybe track three was a sleeper, but now we've reclaimed now it. Now we've you know? really got it, but yeah, this is like and bring it right down. This shit happens. Yeah. <sighs> You couldn't have kept that energy up. You just got to do it like real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On the lyrics, uh, the dinosaur noise is uh, uh, listed as raw. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, if you snuck in an R after that W, it would be roar, you know? Yeah. Raw. This is just another one where the lyrics are just. Yeah, I mean, like, all the lyrics are, are bad for the most part. Bummer, like, dude. Uh, here we come. Here See, go. like yeah. this is fun. Like yeah. I like the little, the little like guitar flourish. Yeah, yeah. that's very new metal right yeah. there. This chorus, Jesus Christ! Something sounds off. Yeah, they that. <laughs> it sounds like like off key or something. It does. Yeah, this chorus is bad, but. This post-chorus, <laughs> cool. yeah, this rules. Like, unlike Godsmack, where I was just kind of like out on 100% of it, there's like elements like this where I'm like, I perk up and I'm like, yeah, this fucking rules. I can dig the advantage because of this shit. Yeah, this one's hard to get through. There's, I, I'm trying to think if there's like one entire song that is like energetic all the way through. I don't, I don't think there is. Yeah. I think I all, think so. you know, new metal gets shit on a lot for being essentially rap rock right where you've got like yeah. rap verses and then like so like sung 
choruses. Yeah. It's like that is there some. Sure. But also you have stuff like this where it's like hyper slowed down, nasally sung verses, and then the choruses are roars. Yeah. It's like like even when you go like the, like the Incubus Science. Yeah. You know, like Brandon Boyd would sing, but it would be like this like energetic like 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 it was know, put a lot of just like yeah rhythmic and like interesting little like flourishes and dynamics and stuff his voice outside of the parts where he screams it sounds like all just the same man yeah i my last note on this is that uh this bridge slams nuts though all right has a cool cool build up very new metal like yeah Nick, Nick, Paddywhack, give your cat a <laughs> snack. <laughs> the cat can have a little bit of salami if he <laughs> wants it. <laughs> you must get kitty consent. <laughs> Isn't there someone you forgot to ask? <laughs> Cat's just looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that really got me. <laughs> have you ever have you ever had your animals watch you have sex? Uh, I believe so, yeah. 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 It's uh it's it's not pleasant, but I've like full since we've got a king size bed, like I full on had sex and like <laughs> our bed is so big now, like I'm like over and like our cat's just like sitting on the bed. <laughs> Like the whole time. Like, Oops. Did you enjoy that? Did that not bother you apparently? Okay. I mean, if they're like over there licking their own puss, then. Well, you know, maybe, yeah. I yeah. Put, put into that. No, but they just enjoy watching sometimes. It's weird. Um, okay. Here we, here we get the. Uh, this was. Uh, this is a pretty big. I, uh, was this like the biggest single I think off the Mud Shovel? Mud Shovel track five, yeah. yeah this I think is, this is uh, the I think it peaked single. at number ten from uh, one of the the charts. Yeah, hmm. this is a pretty good bass tone on that. <clears throat> you know, I know this is kind of like basic bitch shit, but uh, I think this might be my favorite track on this album. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like they kind of, I don't know. This this bass line is catchy. It's prominent. It's catchy. Yeah. Uh, I think. I had the highest tolerance for Aaron's vocals on this, you know? Yeah. And I don't think there's really a lot of, like, uh, screaming vocals on this track like there are in some of the previous ones that we've listened to. Yeah. Uh, I think this guitar is cool. Is that, like, was that, like, pitch harmonics or, or whatever that is? Yeah, so, something, yeah, yeah, doing some kind of harmonic something. Harmonic, he's playing a harmonic. Harmonic, that's what it is. It's basically Blues Traveler. Because <laughs> you like, can't feel my anger You can't feel my pain I, I swear to God Anytime somebody talks about feeling pain Feel my pain The way I feel inside I'm just like out Yeah he Out He does it. receive a citation from the lyric police <laughs> But <laughs> I think if this You know <laughs> For people listening to this on the radio This is like Oh this is kind of like Stain's vibe or whatever And yeah. this does have like more energy than like some of their other ones. Yes, this has got a little bit more. Uh, it's not as uh, dr- drudgingly like uh, just ugh, like tough to get through. It's got got some energy, and he seems to be invested in the song as opposed to just like kind of just like whining over it. Yeah, 
Yeah. I haven't really heard uh, any like backing vocals to this point outside of maybe I, him. I, yeah, I haven't either. Harmonizing, quote unquote, with himself, you know? I do like that the guitar kind of rings out here. Have you heard the original version of this? I don't think so. Okay. It's not something I would seek out. Well, we'll listen to it. Mm, okay. That's one of my things that I've All got. Right. Like, he does, like, project a bit more on these verses than he has on some of the previous ones, you know? Oh, my God, really? Yeah, like he... I can't imagine. Because <laughs> the other ones, he's very Less subdued and like this. Yeah. But at least he's trying to sing a song just like this. Yeah. What do you think about this chorus? It's pretty good for a Stain song. That's all they ask. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> Uh, it's not great for uh, other stuff. I like this part when he says mud shovel. Yeah. I saw that, uh, I guess mud shovel is like a slang term for anal sex, but it doesn't have any bearing on on this song. Don't, don't dirty up a beautiful thing like <laughs> anal sex with this shit. Literally. Literal shit. I do like that. There's preparation, people. You can have anal sex and it be fun and... I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Preparation H. Yeah. I got it. I hear what you're saying. I do like this uh, song is one of the more dynamic songs from this album so far. Because sure. you've got yeah, like yeah. the guitar cuts out on the verses, you know? Yeah. Bass line carries it through. Yeah. Again. Oh, my God. It's like, he sings about the same thing on every fucking song. I don't think so. I keep looking at the lyrics saying, like, maybe he's going to sing about something different this time. Nope. Like, why are these guys so obsessed with, like, the way I feel and my pain? Like, are they that tormented? Yeah, I think maybe it's uh, just trying to find something to write about. You know? Maybe there's... I don't know. Write about fucking werewolves. Write a song about a werewolf. That's fun. And you could, like, take the place of the werewolf, and then you could be, like, the pain of me transforming, you know? And you could, like, make it, I don't know, like... But this is... Wolf Shovel. Wolf Shovel. Oh? <laughs> Cookie Crisp. Oh? <laughs> hey, I'm a, it's about anal. Fuck off. <laughs> That's what they said on the internet. You can't lie on the internet. Can you go ahead and pause it here? I want to play for yeah. you the demo of Mud Shovel. Well, I guess not really the demo, just like the version of Mud Shovel. Okay. It's spelled differently. Like this one, Mud Shovel, all one word, Shovel spelled with an O. The original version is Mud Shovel spelled M-U-D-S-H-U-V-E-L. So again, very edgy. But here is the original version of Mud Shovel from okay. their self-released debut album, Tormented. Sounds like a demo so far. <laughs> Ooh. Hmm. I had to find this on YouTube. Whoa. 
You know, I almost like his voice better there. He's not doing the as much. He seems to actually be like trying to sing like with his full voice. Mm -hmm. One thing you'll notice here is the uh, the verses keep the guitar going. Oh, there he goes. So they keep this guitar going this whole time. And I I actually prefer the re-recorded version of that, like the actual music. Yeah. So I feel like the, the bass line carries it. it. It does what needs to be done there. I th feel like the guitar is a hat on a hat at this point. Yeah. But here's what the chorus sounds like. Okay. Not wildly different, but there's a difference. Huh. So they don't sweeten up that last note. Right. I kind of like it better, honestly. Do you like this version better? Yeah, I kind of do. Let me uh, scrub through the uh, Anything that, that, that prevents him from... Burn! Wait, here, let me back up. Yeah, so here's the second chorus going into the bridge. This is good. Got some, like, double bass in there. Yeah. I did. I like that a lot better. Thrashy. A little bit of thrashiness in there. Yeah, but it's just, yeah. He's got more of like a raspiness to his vocal approach than he does. Like, for yeah. the album Dysfunction, he cleaned his vocals up a little bit, and I feel like for all of their subsequent albums, it got even more polished, you know? Right. So he kind of lost a lot of the um i don't know maybe there's like some grunginess that was part of their dna back then yeah that yeah so that is the uh huh, yeah. the original version of mud shovel again shovel spelled with a u because hey man that's how we new metal do oh it says here that's how you spell shuffle <laughs> fuck <laughs> all right i did it again oops he again. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to move forward to the next yeah. track? So oh. this is Home. Oh, boy. This song was a fucking bummer. Like, I, I remember I, I, hearing this song back in the day. But this seems like such a, like, how, how slow can you go with it not sounding like you're playing a vinyl record at the wrong speed, you know? Yeah, and and so uh, there's a there's a thing that um, people who, who maybe don't sing or don't do don't aren't into music that that might not realize it. Um, so you you can you can hide a lot of like um, bodies. Yeah, a lot of bodies. Mm -hmm. You can hide a lot of like um, your inability to hit certain notes well with a full voice by doing basically what he's doing what a lot, a lot of country artists do which is like you kind of like like um like 
you don't sing the full notes out. Like if you were like, ah, like sing outward, you kind of, it's, it's a lot easier to, to hit notes whenever you sort of like pull back from it as opposed to like full voicing it. Uh, and that's what he's doing. Um, and like I said, a lot, a lot of country artists do that also. Um, to basically disguise, but you get guys like like Eddie Vedder who just like that's how he that's how his full voice sounds. Um, so if if you really listen closely to like this and to Eddie Vedder, which people will compare the two because they both kind of have that, but that's just Eddie Vedder's natural thing. Whereas he's putting this on to just to kind of cover up, and like he can sometimes get up there and, and hit some some notes. But again, it's like like country artists where they're like, "Well, I went down yonder on a Chattahoochee and never knew how much a muddy water <laughs> meant to me." When you do that, like if if you were to try to sing that, like how Brandon Boyd would sing it, mm-hmm. um, I'm not gonna do it because I'm not that good of a singer. Uh, but if you, you you try to imagine that, you know, it, it's a lot more like throat is open and you're singing outwards and you're projecting a lot more mm-hmm. um, and it's a lot harder to hit voices whenever you're singing with your full voice as opposed to like this like mush mouth thing that he's doing red solo kit yeah I feel you it, Wh- which it, makes total it, sense it, why he like transitioned over to country yeah uh, what do you think about Darius Rucker hooting the po- I don't we're <laughs> not a hootie fan I mean I, I yeah, like back in the day, I, I I like some of those. I like some of those. I don't want to be with you. Well, I like some. Yeah, yeah, those I'll, were fun. Yeah, sure. I like those songs. Yeah. If any artist was going to get me to listen to like modern country, it was it would probably be him. Aaron Lewis, no. Like no. I have no interest. No. Like hell no. There's a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, videos of Aaron Lewis going on like solo tours. Right. Like performing country yeah. songs and whatnot, and it's just like him in a stool and like a cigarette, and uh, he like shows up late or he walks off stage a couple of tracks into it because people are like yelling things out, and he's it's like, what are you doing? Like, why do like you have to know what you're getting into? I know. I don't know, man. How fucking boring that would be. Yeah how how rowdy is an Aaron Lewis crowd gonna get? You know. I can't. Play, man, play outside again. I know we's <laughs> indoors, but play outside. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. It's weird that... Uh, we'll just uh, we'll go it, to the next song. A flat. A flat, yeah. <laughs> just. Uh, if Godsmack is Alice in Chains, Stained is Pearl Jam? The how that works? I mean, yeah, the the... Dollar store version of <laughs> Pearl Jam. Uh, like you said, uh, this song is called A Flats, track seven. Uh, like this. I like the sound of this guitar when it kicks in. Yeah, they start out got like with a, energy. Got like a decent chug to it. They're like, oh shit, Aaron's got to sing. Better bring it back down. Yeah, this one isn't too bad. That sounds like he's actually trying to sing a little bit more on this one. 
I feel like yeah. he's, this is this is at least he's like finding new notes to sing, like higher <laughs> notes. You know, yeah. I feel like a lot of the the other songs are he just. I don't know if it's laziness or maybe it's just lack of creativity. Maybe he just likes to sing that way, but just singing, you know, like, kind of like this. Yeah. Where it's just like monotone, kind of like. And like, like I know he was like uh, addicted to like opiates for all, like, a, all, like a long time. Well, it's America. Uh, but then you would think like, well, maybe that's why he was singing like, but, but not really because you know like the Red Hot Chili Peppers were addicted to heroin whenever they did their first like four albums and those are like bug nuts like <laughs> balls to the wall yeah. like fucking crazy awesome fun music mm-hmm. um, so like you don't have to be like this like I feel like I don't know like he almost like takes took heroin or whatever pills or whatever just so he could like have an excuse to be depressed yeah well I mean I know it's like yeah. I, I'm sure he's had he struggled with stuff and you know doesn't mean you can't have fun man yeah or write about a new thing yeah <laughs> you know, like or sing about something yeah sing about anything else mm-hmm. other than how like bad everything is and how you hate everything and you want everybody to go away this song is uh, about an upcoming holiday that we're all familiar with this one's called January 6th. Here we go. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Go back to, go back to being sad. Uh, I am kind of surprised that Stained isn't referenced more in emo bands as being an influence because this is, like, wildly emotional, you know? Even though, like, the the vocal styling is totally different. The, yeah. um, the, well, the, the whininess is there, you know? Yeah. It's whiny. Yeah. It's, you nailed it. It's just fucking whiny. Yeah. All the sacrifices made for nothing. Don't show. Can't believe in. Wanna show you that I'm good for something. I can't. You won't let me. All your artificial words won't heal me. Because you can't accept me. And I hate myself. I hate my face. I hate my world. And I hate my ways. I hate my face. And I hate my ways. That was the rhyme? Yeah. Use a different traffic app, dude. I don't care. This is bad. Yeah. Let me go back into this. I know. I, I mean, they're popular. Like, people people like Stained. Yeah, I think they're going on a new tour or something like that, putting out a new album as well. So, I don't know. They had mm-hmm. some song that came out in, like, uh, 2012 or something like that that was pretty decent, I thought. But uh, for the most part, I don't, I don't turn to Stained looking for... Uh, 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 raucous up and like up tempo, uh, jam. You know. Yeah. This is about as up tempo as they get right here. <laughs> There's one more song that okay. is up tempo. We haven't got to yet that uh, I'm looking forward to discussing with you. And like, this isn't a harmony. It's just. Like just two voices singing the same notes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I've never heard someone hum in a song like, hmm. Yes. Here we go. Crawl. Yeah, okay. I remember this. Yes, 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 yes. 
track eight, Crawl. Uh, I think this is the most fun guitar riff on this album. Yeah. I read a uh, review that um, some reviewer had for this album when it came out. I can't remember who it was, but they said uh, this song was the only bad song of the the album because of that guitar riff. Hmm. And I was I read that before listening back to the album. So as I was getting through, I was like, oh man, I can't wait to hear Crawl. What is this nightmare guitar gonna sound like? It sounds fun. Kind of like it, yeah. I said uh, it's like if you gave a kangaroo cocaine and a guitar <laughs> and told them to write a new metal uh, riff for an album, you know. That's what we come up with. It kind of sounds like a little bit of a West Borland rip. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, because he would do those like crazy, like high, I mean, you know, nah. weird ass note chord things. See, and then you get to this part of the song. Why is this here? Like, I, I was. Hey guys, so... this was really fun. Let's bring it way down. Yeah. Just really hit the bell on that ride. Let's just. <laughs> Make that bell sound like Quasimodo was hitting it, you know? Yeah. Okay, can we have fun again? Okay, yeah. <laughs> well. Like, I, I get the dynamic part of it. Like, oh, we're, we have this, like, really bouncy, up-tempo, like, guitar riff going. And then you yeah. want to... Maybe bring it down a little bit, okay. Sure. Just so you can build it back up, like you were saying, you know, when have those peaks and valleys for the yeah. dynamics, but that's like Jesus Christ. That's like if you're riding in bumper cars and you you've been waiting in line for like half an hour to get to the bumper cars, you're like, That green stone bitch is mine. I cannot wait to get in there. You hop in there, you go for like three seconds, and then like there's a power failure. They all just kinda like coast. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down. They're like, it's gotta be like twenty more minutes before we get this up and running. Aaron Lewis walks out onto the track half asleep and was like, You guys want to hear about how sad I am? Can't help but notice looking around here, uh, everyone sitting inside their bumper car, and I'm on the outside. <laughs> I'm looking in to your bumper car. Someone steer for me. <laughs> Got tiny arms. What can you do? I do like this build up though. Yeah. Bass player's doing something fun here. Is he pulling that with his fingers? Like Sounds like it. Yeah, he's playing some. I bet he is playing with his fingers. But this is this is, good. This is fun. Mm -hmm. And he's saying everything falls apart, everything, which is like not a fun, not inherently fun, but like just the bounce of this, the energy, the yeah. like aggressiveness. That's the fun part. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I was just getting ready to pay you a compliment, Stan. You did this. <laughs> Like, this is just... Uh, it's like if you put on a condom and then went to sleep. <laughs> you just edge yourself, edge yourself, edge yourself, and then, like, just <laughs> shot of, like, 
sodium pentothal and <laughs> Hell yeah. Alright. So next up we've got Spleen. But I don't get it says without hidden track. Yeah. So I guess this is like I guess it the next track is the hidden track. This right. is just its own. Okay. I do like that drum intro. Yeah. The musicians aren't bad. No. Like like they've got some they got some chops behind them. Mm-hmm. It's just it's all weighed down by the Arrow Aaron Flint in the room. <laughs> Aaron Lewis, Lewis Fent in the room. Aaron Lewis Fent in the room. Man, they need an Aaron Lewis and Clark to find some of these notes he's searching for. You're telling me. Uh, what, that was one of my notes. Is like, I wonder if this band would have still have been successful with a different vocalist. You know? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I think okay, that's an answer. <laughs> I mean, depending on the vocalist, obviously. Yeah. But like, yeah, it was a good vocalist. Like this part of the song is cool, but you know there there is a, there is a, like a certain like uh, like peop, certain persons out there that I, I know they, they enjoy they enjoy the Aaron Lewis of it all. They enjoy He's like the draw. Yeah, they, they, they don't want like a super. They don't want a super heady. They they, they like the lyrics just like. I'm sad, I'm mad, I'm angry, and I want to be mad, you know? Like, they like that stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, whenever some, some people sing and they get a little bit more, like, like, like we were talking about earlier, like, like putting their feelings in, into a different context so it, it, not every song just sounds like, I'm mad, I'm angry, I'm sad, my dad's, my dad left me, my mom's mean, you know? Um, they, they use a little bit more, like, like artistic, poetic way of like, um, you know, you know, approaching the subject matter. Some people just don't like that because they don't understand what the person's singing about. They don't want to put in the like. You take it like a Deftone song. It can certainly be angsty and angry, but if you read the lyrics, you're like, oh wow, like, like Chino is is. You finally like a, a lyric will make sense. You're like, oh, he's actually talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lyric might kind of be esoteric and a little bit weird, but like you break down the song and or you read like what the song he says what the song's about, and you go back and read the lyrics, and you're like, oh wow, I get that now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and, and I enjoy that more, whereas I know people like this because he's just flat out. He's not couching anything in poetry. He's just nakedly raw saying like like you like it's, it's a journal entry like you, you know you're not writing like poetic flowery language in a journal you're just putting down how you feel about something and that's largely what this or not largely entirely what his songwriting approach is is just nakedly saying like here's how I feel about this thing <laughs> and it unfortunately it's all the same feeling which I think you know it's just fucking repetitive. I don't think that it would be as big of a deal if it was, if the language was more flowery and artistic, you know? Like, if there were, like, metaphors used, 
Yeah. Uh, but not like reused in the every song. But you know, there was sure. like, I f- I feel like there's a way to do a version of this where uh, you're just like. 10% more cryptic sure. <laughs> lyrically. Right. And it's more like palatable. It's more artistic. Like, yeah. There's something about, uh, we've all heard songs before where we're like, oh, this lyric really like speaks to me. And it's likely not what that artist was specifically going through, but exactly. I am reinterpreting as this and I kind of wear it as a, a badge of honor or whatever. Honor? Badger? That's, that's yeah. like, the, that's the beauty of art and poetry is like, it doesn't have to, like, any. 10 people can look at the same painting and if it's like a good painting that has a lot of you know like obviously like emotion and and like art artistry put into it 10 people can look at the painting and all walk away with like a different feeling about it and every single one of those feelings are valid because that is what art is meant to do is is not it's not supposed to be just like again a diary entry it's mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like couched in poetry and it's supposed to invoke an emotion um your own emotion you can you can listen to a lyric and we can both have a different interpretation of it mm-hmm. that is fucking cool because neither of us are wrong mm-hmm. like you can just and, and and i love that sometimes i totally mishear lyrics in songs and i make up my own meaning for that you know and like later i'll read the lyrics and i'm like oh that's what they were saying like i had it in my head that it was this other thing entirely mm-hmm. um but you can't get that whenever everything is when you put no, no metaphors, no simile, no, no poetry into your lyrics at all. And again, beating a dead horse here, every song's the fucking same. It's hard to talk about this when he talks about the same goddamn thing in every song. Yeah, and when your thought is "my dad was mean," and then you sing "my dad was mean," you're taking away the ability to include additional syllables in that thought. And yeah. so it, it really limits your melody. Yeah. And it's, it's uh yeah, just like kind of kills the whole vibe. Like we've <laughs> discussed several times on this. I mean, it, it, it's, it does feel like beating a dead horse, but it's hard. It's hard to talk about anything else when it, he doesn't talk about <laughs> anything else. Yeah, like very true. we don't have a choice. It's not our fault. It's not our fault. Not, not our fault. Um, what do you want us to talk about? <laughs> Going back to uh, what was the name of that song we uh, just talked over? Spleen. Spleen. Uh, I do kind of like that song. I do think it's again yeah. kind of like weirdly placed on this album. Like if that was a uh, a track two or even like the opening track sure. to this album, yeah. it would have uh, had more impact. Placing oh. it as what was the last track on this album outside yeah. of the hidden track is so bizarre. I do like the energy of ending on a an up tempo song. But for sure. this album, it needs something like this at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Like kick track three to the back of this album, oh, and absolutely. then uh, move this song uh, up yeah. closer to the beginning. Put something that's got more energy than the first three songs in there. I guess yeah. the second song has a, a little bit. A little but bit. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's other songs deeper in here that that I think definitely would have worked better to draw you in at least at that verse before you realize that the entire album is vocally and lyrically a slog Um, (laughs) well speaking of which uh the original version of this album uh after spleen ends at four minutes 38 seconds there was 11 minutes 45 seconds of silence and then you get to the hidden track titled excess baggage which we will listen to and uh 
I'm standing up because my my uh I'm my leg is going numb. Okay. I thought you were getting ready <laughs> like to a like pinch nerve. Yeah, I'm about to croon <laughs> here. You suplex hey everybody, the welcome. Thanks for coming out tonight. I've got a nice little ditty for you that I'm gonna play right now. It's called Excess Baggage by Stained. I see a lot of people from out of town, probably <laughs> overpacked. This one is going out to everyone who did so. This is excess baggage. Grab your partner and be, pre be prepared to be sad. All right. <laughs> Couples only. Couples skate only. Kids off the floor. Excess baggage. LP hidden track. <laughs> so this is one of those hidden tracks that has like a wind up to it. As like Aaron Lewis walking into the studio and like yeah, picking up a guitar, he drinks some coffee, takes a sip, you know. As a person, exciting. As a misophonia identifying human, uh, it's offensive. You got misophonia? Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. We talked about it before. My wife has a aphasia. Aphantasia. Aphantasia. Oh, interesting. Yeah, she. Uh, she yeah. yeah, we talked. Yeah, we were talking about that. Were we? Uh, yeah, you, you were the one who told her about it. Did I? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's and She right. didn't understand it, and then she was reading about it the other night, and we were laying in bed, and she's like, I have aphantasia. And I'm like, what? And she's like, so you can, you can like, picture things in your brain? I'm like, oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> I can? There's a version of this where, uh, oh, fuck, what was it? Uh... I'll I'll look it up. I I was shocked to uh to see this this stat. But yeah, this is this song. It's like this. It's like poorly recorded. It's Aaron playing a guitar. Yeah. It's like a precursor to every other Stain song that we would hear from this mm -hmm. point forward. Um, yeah, I came across this stat. An estimated fifty to seventy percent of the population doesn't have an internal monologue. Which doesn't that seem high? Seems insane. Because I have like. Full-on conversations almost to All a fault yes. of mine. I have, like, heated arguments with myself oh, yeah. over certain things. And I was like, oh, yeah, I just I don't not do this as much. But, like, I was surprised by the number of people that don't have it. Like, people need to have this conversation with themselves. Yeah. Or some conversation with themselves. Some kind know? of internal monologue. Yeah. It's fucked up. Fucked up. I've been trying to, like, like uh, I've been trying to get my wife. I'm like... <laughs> okay, maybe we can try this. Okay, <laughs> she's like, no, it doesn't work. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> I can fix you. <laughs> she's not broken. It's just, right. it's just, you know, it's not. Uh... Apparently, there's like a spectrum, though. Like, like uh, some people have like a harder time. Some people can't do it at all. Mm -hmm. um, so there's like, it's not just like you have it or you don't. Mm -hmm. There's like, like degrees of how bad it is. Interesting. I also heard. I don't have the like actual stat for it, but I've heard of people who hate music. Yeah, that's weird. Which is disgusting to me. I know. I know we have a music podcast, but even still, like, how do you... I am so perplexed by that. Like, songs aren't pleasant. Like, you're not listening to... Have you heard the first Limp Bizkit record, dude? Clearly not. Clearly not, dude. You gotta have faith. I, I like, get ear infections because I always have earbuds in my ear. Yeah. <laughs> my ears will hurt after a day because <laughs> I don't take them out. You give yourself tinnitus. Mm. Just some jamming out. Um, real quick on this song. Uh, this uh, was a hidden track. It's now just available to get to as a 10th track on the digital editions of this album. Um, what, how do you feel about this song? I don't like it. I don't know it's why boring. this is here. Like. It's like every other song, but worse. 
I don't I don't like it. I it, what makes it even worse is like I think Spleen as a track, like I said, is like pretty good. Yeah. For this album. And then like you tack this on at the very end, like guys, why are you doing this? Why even throw this on there? Like maybe like save this recording, put this on your next album, like re-record it because it's like a poor recording, you know? Yeah. Sounds like somebody took a Tascam recorder, set it in the middle of the room. Probably like, what happened. Have, have had it, you know? Oh, let me light some candles here. Uh, uh, let let the glint off my eyebrow ring really <laughs> put the mood in place. Uh, uh, hey, remember that one story that came out a while back that was... Uh, uh, Aaron Lewis ran into West Borland at, at a airport and Aaron Lewis <laughs> goes, Hey man, you're from Florida. Don't ever forget where you came from. In West Borland. Oh no, no. But what the, the thing was is, uh, uh, Wes said that he was, uh, going home and he was in Florida. Oh, okay. He was, was that, okay. catching a connecting flight and Aaron said, you are home. He said, no, I'm not. My home is in California. And then, yeah, and then uh, Aaron Lewis said, "Don't ever forget." Where you, and then and then West Borland said, "Fuck off!" <laughs> yeah, he just really dropped a nuke on him. <laughs> fuck you! Yeah, like, like, yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? Just because you're like from a place doesn't mean that that's your home. Like your yeah, your home is where honestly you keep all your comic book shit. And honestly, Wes seems like a pretty liberal guy, so he probably was like well aware of like who Aaron Lewis was. Yeah. And it was probably also just like, fuck you. I don't like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, yeah, I'm on Wes's side on that one. <laughs> now, I do have another track to play. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you read this or not, but there's a limited edition version of this album. I did not. Where they moved Crawl to track nine and Spleen was therefore moved to track 10. Uh, you know, Excess Baggage was a hidden track, so it really didn't do anything there. Yeah. But there was a different track eight. Okay. A different track eight. And I don't know if you're aware of this or not but at this point in new metal there's uh people are doing cover songs right yeah not anything on this one but i feel like those sure. cover songs help bands get noticed oh yeah yeah seems like something that maybe could have caught people's ear for sure. this album like the, the album did well enough right it went two times platinum so what do we know but i do think if you wanted to include a cover song on here you could okay and if you wanted that cover song to feature members of Limp Biscuit, you could do that as well. You're tight with them. I'm listening. And if you wanted it to sound wildly out of place, you could have the band Stained cover Bring the Noise by Public Enemy. Wait, okay, I saw... Which is what we're listening to right now. A nudist colony exclusive. That travel video that I was talking about earlier, that tour video, they played this live. Really? Yeah. So that's stained playing the music. I believe so, yeah. I think yeah, it's just like Fred and the Sleeful. Now that drum sounds kind of. That snare sounds a little. Uh, a lot of weed. Yeah, maybe it's playing on his kid or something. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Lethal was on one for this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he crazy for that one. Best sane song I've ever heard. <laughs> like, it would have sounded out of place on the album, but it's only because it's fun. Yeah, exactly. Is that Aaron Lewis, I guess? Uh -huh. Yeah, Fred is like the hype man on this. Why doesn't he do this? <laughs> I don't know. It still sounds like he's singing with a handheld mic, like it's yeah. chopped or whatever, but. Man, yeah, Lethal's going crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm digging this. Yeah, this it's good. Fun. Definitely not Wes on guitar. No. Not weird enough. No, yeah, no. So this was never officially released? Yeah, it said a, a limited edition of the album, but I can't find this on any streaming service. So I don't know. It, it was a very limited version of this, but right. people can find this on YouTube. They want to check it out. And I can send you a copy of this yeah. if you like it. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot more fun. Wish the whole thing would have been this. <laughs> the recording isn't the best, but I mean, it's probably uh, yeah, not mastered or whatever. It's like the better the recording quality, the worse the songs got. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it just seems like this is, uh, they got together one day and they're like hey do you know bring the noise and they're like uh we can approximate it <laughs> yeah. a version oh. of it you know we'll just strum the guitar a little bit and you just rap <laughs> bring the noise over the top of it and then lethal's like uh greasing up his wrists yeah all the scratching many <laughs> Hell yeah! So I I felt like that was a a fitting way to close out yeah uh, all of that on a good note yeah clearly the best track on this album that doesn't really mm -hmm. exist should be uh, in this version but uh, yeah so uh, that was dysfunction by Stained the rock and roll human band Stained yep that was them that was it <laughs> so uh, yeah we we went through that one uh, I feel like we have at least one more stained album in the pipeline on the timeline yeah. at some point, but we got a ways before we, we Good. get to that, I believe. All so, right. uh, yeah. So right. stained, uh, coming off the heels of static X, uh, an album that you and I both really dug. Yes. We have this one also a band, uh, that begins with S T A has an I mm. in it. And, um, Yeah. That and Wayne Static stole all of Aaron Lewis's hair. I, <laughs> yep, added it to his own. <laughs> uh, so what are you rating stained? 
or just functioned by stained on uh, our scale of zero to seven new metal guitar strings. Ross Lichtai. Two. Wow, two. Okay. Um, I liked the heavier parts. Um, I even liked it whenever Aaron Lewis would do a little bit more screaming, a little bit more like energy into into things. But overall, it is just this is just not my cup of tea. It's too dour. It's too repetitive lyrically and vocally. Um, I think if you know, I think I think the band themselves they, they are obviously talented and uh, they can really jam out, and I, I dig those aspects of it. But then it's just it is just so fucking weighed down by Aaron Lewis, and I just you know. Look, I'm not a fan of him politically, but I've removed myself from that just to review this honestly. Um, I, I've never never liked Stained um, way before I knew what his political leanings were. So please mm-hmm. don't. That's not why I don't like this album. I, I just I just don't I don't I don't like the way he sings. I don't like his lyrical content. I am bored. I'm just bored. Mm-hmm. Um, so too now if if they had a different singer and the band was allowed to you know kind of follow those heavier parts and like really like um explore that with like a with a singer who was a little bit more uh just different and you know better not better but just you know different they had a different approach mm-hmm. to writing music um i could see this being a lot higher because they are a solid band the bassist is really good I think they're all they're all good mm-hmm. uh, i just don't like don't like Aaron Lewis. So yeah, a two. Um that you know, the 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 talent of the band keeps it from a one. Mm-hmm. Um I can't give it a three just because that's again, I just I despise the vocals and <laughs> I despise them. It just it brings the whole thing down for me so hard. I'm sorry. But uh, what do you give it? I'm actually going to give this a three. Uh okay. I feel like the vocals were slightly more palatable to me yeah. than they were for you. Uh, I thought uh, some of the guitar riffs were pretty good. I liked the bass tone. I thought the whole rhythm section between the uh, uh, guitar, the bass, rhythm, and drums. The rhythm. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that exact uh-huh. inflection yeah. and no more. Uh-huh. Um, I thought the the rhythm section was good. Uh, kind of a, a solid band. If the, if the vocals were not so um, tempo-draggy down, uh, I felt like I could have rated yeah. this album higher like part of me wants to give it a four but i just can't i can't get there you know um i think the album production is okay uh it almost rides a fence for me like should it be grungier should it be more polished if it's more polished we're just going to get their next album which is the one with like outside and um whatever that other uh outside sounding song is um i can't tell the difference between (laughs) me so yeah it's going to be a three from me dog Okay. Uh, where do you think New Metal is at this point? We've got Static X, we've got Stained, we've got Bolt Upright, which is a band you'd never heard of, and then Vanilla yeah. Ice before that, you know, going back in the timeline. What yeah, do you think? and Godsmack and, and such going even mm-hmm. further back. I, I think, you know, Godsmack and this are the uh, the the butt rock entry into New Metal. Like, it, it, the tent just gets wider and wider and wider. You know, like last week we had Static X, and then we had this album this week, which, you know... On the surface, you're like these two albums don't sound anything alike, but you know they they both belong in the new metal category. Um, obviously, I lean more towards like the Static X kind of stuff, um, just because that's a lot more like fun and interesting and unique. 
Um, whereas this, uh, again, I don't, not to beat a dead horse, this is just a slog for me. Big slog for me. I just can't do it. Um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, I think, you know, butt rock is coming in and, and this is where I don't want to say I'm getting out of it yet because this is only two albums that I don't really feel like it's tarnishing, uh, sort of the rap rock thing. That's, you know, that's like really hitting its stride 1999. I mean, that's, this is a big year for like new metal, you know, rap and rock fusion yeah, for bands. Sure. Um, and right now, I'm 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 obviously way more interested in those. I'm not interested at all in the Godsmacks or the Stains, um, and then it, but unfortunately, I think at this point, this is opening the door for like your three doors down and your all of those other fucking butt rock bands that I don't <laughs> like. Um, and so, unfortunately, this kind of for me is like signaling the beginning of the end. Where I where I I just drop off entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm dropped off in, in in just a few years because I feel like this kind of stuff really takes over. And the stuff that I was originally into, you know, your corns, your limp biscuits, um, uh, kind of zebra head incubus, early incubus, you know, that kind of stuff that I was really interested in, um, kind of fades out, and you're just left with butt rock, mm-hmm. um, disturbed, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I, I'm just not, I'm just not into it, not yeah. into it. Um, so unfortunately this is kind of like a, like a dark omen for me. Like this is, I guess really kind of starts with Godsmack, but, um, this is, you know, also leading the charge with it. So unfortunately, you know, we really, we really hit the plateau end of 1998. I'm still up here, baby. I'm still up here, but. I'm starting to see the starting to see the downslide on it. Um, how about you? I think this is just like kind of stepping in a puddle, uh, uh, walking up a plateau. Mud. <laughs> Boy, I stepped in that one too, brother. Hell yeah, dude! Um, yet another band that's <laughs> signaling the end for me. Yeah, um, but there are so many other classic new metal albums that come out oh, this year that we've absolutely. yet to get to absolutely this, this is still a banner year i'm just saying yeah. like like looking back on it like obviously at the time i'm like hyped like 1999 we got a new limp biscuit album coming out there's a lot of new stuff coming out in 1999 that i'm like here ready for baby yeah but looking back on it with like with you know hindsight I can see like this album is like, oh, this is what's going to take over in just yeah. a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you still got your Lincoln Parks. You still got some of those in there that I'm, I'm, I'm excited for. But like it just turns I feel like it by, by 2002. I feel like this thing th- stained all those other bands that I just listed. Mm-hmm they become the predominant thing. And that's when I'm just like, I'm out. I yeah. start listening to like, I get into my like hippie phase where I'm listening to like flaming lips and like Zeppelin. And I'm just like, I'm done. Like I'm not even interested in like hearing what is going on with me. <laughs> right. Yeah. I go to, I, I go to college in 2001 and I feel like that was when I was like, I need to listen to like more like, mature deep music you know like that pretentious college bullshit mm-hmm. um now i don't give a fuck i just listen to whatever but uh at the time i was like i need i need a time for me to put away childish things and also like i said it was it was turning into this and i, I just fundamentally don't like this stuff yeah. so whoa that was a loud one yeah oh that, holy big shit firework there's uh, some fireworks right, right there hopefully I don't want a <laughs> <Yeah>. gunshot <laughs> oh god 
What if your dog just saw Brandy? <laughs> you learned how to use a gun. Um, shouldn't joke about that. Um, dog on human violence is real. <laughs> and we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be laughing. All right. So, yeah, anything else you got? Uh, yeah. So, uh, you had talked about listening to different types of music and, and uh, being yeah. more open to kind of listening to whatever at this point. Yeah. Which is great because next week, you and I are talking about uh, a bunch of different music that we're listening to. Hmm. Uh, it's on the episode we've already recorded, so you don't got to stress about that. But uh, on that episode, Ross and I uh, list, I think it's like seven different tracks that we've been listening to recently. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, so that was fun. Uh, of course, we got to do the do. But uh, yeah, that was a good time. That's next week. The week yeah. after that, the next album review episode. Here we go. It's going to be an album that... I know I've never listened to before. Oh boy! But it's—I uh, feel like it's well regarded, or at least this band is well regarded in new metal circles. Okay. Maybe you've heard it before. Like I said, I've not. We're doing New World Order by Biohazard. Okay. They've released albums before this. I believe this is the first one that falls in the new metal category specifically. Okay. Uh yeah. So is this like a is this a super group or am I thinking of something no, I'm thinking of anthrax. Well I guess they weren't a super group either, but no, but like members from Biohazard and Anthrax, I think. Well, Anthrax is a biohazard, so maybe that's part of what the cross pollination is there. But here. uh I feel like they, they like work together on some like side project. Maybe that's what I'm blinking together. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Uh, Scott Ian from Anthrax, and then um, the bass player Evan uh, something. Hansen. <laughs> Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. Uh, Evan Seinfeld, I think is his his last name. Uh, <laughs> he he plays bass. Yeah. Um, they were in a uh, super group. They did like one song with Ted Nugent, and then like the. Um, I think it's the son of John Bonham, if I remember correctly. It really? Was, yeah, it was called like, how was it? Like Damnation or something like that. It was on some VH1 reality show, but I watched it because it was like rock musicians like trying to create a song or whatever. Right. And it was just okay. <laughs> it, was like, <laughs> it was like the most watered down version of every version of that, you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, Democracy is what it was. Democracy. Yeah. God damn. All right. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay, yeah, hell yeah. Um, looks like they were on Roadrunner, R.I.P. That band. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, um, I definitely heard of Biohazard. I I cannot, for the life of me, think of anything that I know by them off the top of my head at all. So it's, it's gonna be a whole new experience, uh, for sure. Yeah, um, uh, album came out in 1999. 14 songs, about 54 minutes long. Um, and it says here on Apple Music, it says that it was released on the Island the Island Def Jam Music Group. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And then Sticky Fingers is one of the guest musicians huh. on here. So right. yeah. So All right. it'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh I you check it out. Yeah. How will it go? Nobody knows. Nope. No. So uh, that's two weeks from now. Uh, in the meantime, you can listen to that on the Spotify playlist uh, that we have for the Nudist Colony. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NudistPod. Email us, NudistPod at gmail.com. 
and we'll read your email on the podcast. I have not checked it in a minute, but I will try to make an effort to do so. Uh, links to all that shit is in the show notes for this episode, so you yeah. can uh, scroll down there and check that out. Uh, but I believe that is everything that we've got for this episode. And Ross, anything further for you? Get fucked, everybody. Bye! Fantastic. Uh, bye.